Welcome to the Revolve Recap Weekly Podcast, where we help the members of Revolve Church deepen their connection to God, His family, His mission. This is David McCumber, and back with me today... Was I not here last week? Oh, yeah, you were. And Bill Lackey. I'm well, Bill you Lackey. Well, you weren't I'm here... Bill Lackey. You weren't here yesterday because you were you were jury duty it. That's true. I was jury duty. I did my duty with the jury. Civic duty Billy. <laughs> what they call me. I've been calling you that all morning. That's what they call me. What's going on in the episode today, Billy? Um, this is a special episode of the Revolve Recap because it's the Revolve Recap Redux. What does that even mean? Is that Latin? Um, I, I don't know, like reduced. It's reduced a little bit because um, we realize that a lot of you guys aren't watching the whole episode. Yeah, we we tapped into your computers. We also know what websites are going sword, on. Hacks or it. And what we realized is um, maybe you guys are just, you don't have time. It's not that you don't want to listen, but like you're driving somewhere. So we're trying to keep this episode reduced. Um, we're going to try to keep it under 20 minutes instead of like 40. And so that's the, that's why it's special. We're going to recap the sermon, do a Q&A, tell you what's up at Revolve. Yeah. And then we're going to give you a little uh, update from our mission partners. We're also not going to allow Bretton to come on because when he came on, man, he talked for like an hour and 15 minutes. Welcome to Megan's life. <laughs> what's the question of the day, Billy? Mm. So the question of the day was if you could go back and meet any historical figure, who would it be? Wow. But that just feels way too... Like, oh, I'm going to meet Jesus. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to say, if you could jump back to any point in biblical history, like if you could jump into any chapter of the Bible and just kind of be a fly on the wall. I'd meet Jesus. <laughs> Can I still besides say that? Jesus. No, besides Jesus. Oh, all right. Because everybody's going to say that because otherwise you sound like a jerk if you don't. Well, it's kind of, man... I'd like to talk to Daniel about what chapter seven is about. But would you be in the lion's den or Ooh. when he's getting the prayers? Oh, man, that, that's a tough one, Billy. I uh, feel like I'm I'm just all I can think about right now is, is Samuel and Saul because that's what I'm reading. Mm, well, and I'm, and I'm thinking that, you know, I'm just thinking of be like Saul. Oh, like when Saul calls up the witch of Endor. Yeah. That's yeah, where you'd why, be of all the places. Why are you doing this, Saul? Um I don't know. That's a, that's a. You might have actually stumped me for the first time. Well, I'm, I one. would definitely choose to be around when Enoch was around. Okay. See what's going on with those Nephilim. Oh, yeah, man. I don't. I don't have. Oh, I mean, I can just. I keep thinking of David, King David. I think. I think David and Goliath. Like getting to see that play out. That's just like one of those really. Because your namesake, David and Bathsheba. Is that what you? No. <laughs> Creep. <laughs> What I'm the creep. This Dave is, why, is the one who's on his roof. This is why He's people don't only listen for 17 minutes because <laughs> you're right. creepy. Let's keep commentary. going. Let's keep going. You set yourself up for that. Guys, that's uh, the question of the day. Historical. I'm going to go see the Nephilim. David wants to see David and Goliath. We we added a little thing here. We got to make sure we don't forget that. Oh, yeah. Well, Ask me it, anything. We've been doing these question of the days, and Billy comes up with it every single week. Now we've got people commenting on the YouTube page. If you're mm -hmm. watching on the YouTube, ask a question, and we can do like an AMA. That's like a Reddit thing. Ask me anything. Or if you have an idea for a question of the day, it's like the same idea. Same idea. Ask me anything, and I'll tell you. All right, so we're going to move into looking up. What's your favorite color? That's blue. blue. What shade of blue? Like cobalt blue, baby blue. Royal blue. America. America flag blue. All right. Mixed in with a little navy blue, Coast Guard blue. All right. Sounds good, David. These colors don't run. 
All right, let's go up. Let's let's connect with the Lord. Okay. So this week was uh, Leviticus 24. Is that where we're at? 24? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think my, uh, my big takeaway from this weekend's sermon is I liked that when you pointed out how often light and fire, fire. is used to, you know, like the burning bush, the Israelites were led by the fire, um, and then how John, uh, you know, talks about Jesus being the light of the world, mm-hmm. and, and then using, and then Matthew, you know, the tying together Matthew and the, the lampstands. And I just, it really, I liked uh, how you tied it together. And I think what we talk about a lot at Revolve that I really, I really like, and I want to encourage all of our listeners and folks at Revolve to do this, is seeing those correlations between the Old and the New Testament. Mm-hmm. When you're reading your Bible, when you see things like light or fire, you go, oh, that, that sparks my brain. I, I, you know, when you see wine or, or water, living water, all bread, like all these, mm-hmm. like these, these should spark in your brain. And I, I thought that was pretty cool. Cross-referencing. Is that what that's called? I don't know. Did you learn that in college? A lot of kids go to college. Stupid is, stupid does. Mom my mom always said. Your mom goes to college. So that's good, David. That's a good thing to say. Well, I wanted, I did tell the, I did tell the people, our people, family, that we would comment on the rest of chapter 24 because we only did the first like eight verses. So in the second, first nine verses, the second part of chapter 24 is this story about this guy who blasphemes. He gets like in like a fight in the camp um, and he blasphemes God. He uses God's name in an inappropriate way. And this is where we get introduced and they wind up, he gets like taken outside the camp and stoned to death. And this is where we get this uh, concept that a lot of people are familiar with, even people who aren't believers quote it, an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. And um, the Israelites, you know, they understood that concept as the idea that the punishment has to fit the crime. So in other words, if you steal my bread, I don't get to kill you. You know, an eye for, in other words, you have to view eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, almost as like a cap. Okay. As opposed to the bare minimum. Does that make sense? The punishment has to fit the crime. And so you think about it from a perspective of ancient Near East where the king basically acted like God or the governor acted like God. And then it's like, if somebody does something wrong, it's like, you took my goat. It's like, well, I'm going to kill your whole family. Yeah, that's like, it's that's like uncalled it, for. It's uncalled for. And it's just really escalating, taking things up. You know, it's like that, like that scene, in An- like the anchorman scene. Exactly. Yeah. And so for the blasphemer, his punishment fits the crime because God is infinitely holier than a person and he blasphemes against God. So now when you fast forward to the New Testament and um, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talks about this. He's like, you know, you've heard it say an eye for an eye, but I tell you if you're, you know, someone smacks you, give them the other cheek. And the idea being that people were using it, they started misapplying it and using it as like an excuse for revenge where it became like a Hatfield-McCoy thing. That's almost, that's... Don't, don't repay evil for evil. Right. That would and, be fitting in there. Right. And so Jesus corrects the misinterpretation, and he teaches that our relationship should be guided by love and forgiveness, which is how God treats us. Because if God just kind of gave us eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth every time we did something, we'd be like a ball of, a ball of slime because there'd be nothing left. <laughs> there'd be nothing left. That's good, Billy. Does that make sense? I, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense, and I'm, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah, and so— for that grace. Yeah, me too, man. Me too, because I'd have no eyes, no teeth. No teeth. No noses, earses. What would your nose be getting you in trouble with? 
Maybe it smells something I shouldn't smell. Like that, uh... Maybe I accidentally blew my nose on something. Like that Leonard Skinner song. It's about cocaine. Oh. Ooh, that smell? Yep. Smell it's all around you. Yeah, man, that smell is all around. Can't be smelling that. This is... This podcast is... We're deep theological thinkers, but we're also... We're in tune to the... What the kids are talking about. Leonard Skinner. It's the kids that that the kids talking about? They're just chopping it up with Leonard. Yep, Leonard Skinner. You think Leonard's his first name? You don't know this story? I don't Leonard Skinner's not a real guy. I know he's not a real guy. Well, he was. He was a uh, uh, high school gym coach. Yeah? Yeah. But he's not in the band. Yeah, maybe you should read your Bible more instead of watching VH1. <laughs> Behind the music. <laughs> All right. So. Q&A. We got one Q&A. We only got one Q&A. And Which is fine because we're on the Redux. Well, but it's from Breton. So he knows the answer. I think Breton should have called in. Breton? And given us the answer of this. Did but. you know that Breton's Canadian? And he's named for Cape Breton Island? His mom. She's Canadian, eh? Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't know if the listeners knew that. Did Breton talk about that on his podcast? No, hey. I, I gave him... He had a sign a contract so he wouldn't talk about Canada. Mini USA? That's what I call it. We don't talk about Canada on this podcast. So let's move on. This was Breton's question. He what said, are some... Yeah. I'll, I'll do the question do asking. What are some good guiding principles for parents concerning their kids and baptism, such as when Mm. and how to approach it. We got baptism coming up. We have some smaller children that often sign up. What can we we teach parents to kind of help them work through this? I wish Brendan asked this question. This is a really hard question because I flip-flop on it. Like there's part of me... That's like when Emma asked to be baptized, we kind of like kept saying to her, okay, well, we'll see. And we, I think we put it off for like two years. So it's like we waited to see if there was consistency in her asking and understanding the gospel, you know, and um, I don't know if that was the right course of action or not. I mean, if I'm honest, when it comes to baptism, I think biblically what we see is people being baptized immediately upon confession of faith. We don't see in the Bible like this delay. And I think that's mostly a cultural construct where we don't want to see false believers. And so we, when someone, we like wait to see if it's genuine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, which obviously is very hard with kids because they're still kids. Yeah. So I would say um, let your kid bring it up, not you. I think that's like what, guiding principle number one is let your kid bring it up. So don't be like, hey, little Johnny. Like last year you prayed, or last week you prayed, it's, do you want to get baptized? I think as you're reading the Word and they're hearing you talk about baptism in the Bible and they're seeing people get baptized, you're hearing testimonies, let your kids bring up those questions, let your kids bring it up, because it needs to be something that they understand. And then once they bring it up and they are like, I want to get baptized, then you can sit down and you can read like passages that mention baptism and you can ask basic questions like, you know, well, why do we get baptized? Well, because Jesus commands us to. You know, who should get baptized? You can ask those kinds of questions. But our perspective, right or wrong, I think it's fine. Like, I don't know if I'm saying that we're the picture of having this figured out, is we let our kids ask. So, like, Eden um, made a confession of faith in the last year, um, but and she asked about being baptized once, but then we've kind of, like, said, all right, well, let's see if she keeps bringing it up, you know, because I would rather wait... But that being said, man, I think it's got to be at the discretion of the Spirit. But it is hard because in the Bible we see sometimes people get baptized 
who turn out to be false believers later, but no one stopped them from being baptized. Like, for example, Simon the Magician. I, was just, gonna, I just read that, Simon the Magician. Well, why don't you give like a cliff notes of it? Well, Simon the Magician was uh, someone who, you know, he heard the message and accepted it and believed it and was baptized and even joined the disciples and the apostles and in their mission. But then he, he kind of was like, whoa, I see that power. Yeah, I want they, some of that power. Give me that power, bro. I'll give you 50 shekels, five shekels. I don't remember how many shekels, but I'll give you some shekels. Yeah. So I can learn that magic trick. And, and Peter like, was like, you're, Peter's like, bro, you have wickedness in your heart. You didn't, you're, you're not, you're not doing this for the right reasons. And you're not born again. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, what's hard about it is, you know, like will you baptize your children based upon their confession of faith. But at the end of the day, like you don't know because salvation is viewed as an immediate, but it's also viewed as a perseverance. It's a both and. And so, you know, it's possible you could have a, a, a six-year-old who says, I want, I want to get baptized, I believe in Jesus, I follow Jesus, and then they could grow up not doing so, you know. Yeah, but I even, it's not your job to impede people from it either. Like I think about the Ethiopian, Ethiopian eunuch. Yeah, he was only six. No, he, wasn't, he was older oh. than six, wasn't oh, yeah. he? Yeah, he was in charge of the court and everything. That is often a verse that's used for kind of an immediate baptism. But you look, he was also studying the scriptures. So how long was he wrestling with this, with his faith, before Well, it's like he, 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 knew, he knew all about it. He just yeah. had need that final piece. Yeah. But I think to answer the question, because we could, we could talk about this, we actually have, as elders, talked about this hours upon hours, where the official stance or line is. And I don't think we've ever found one, correct? No. no. I think with the stuff we said, you know, yeah. let your kid bring it up, make sure they understand you know, and ask the Spirit for wisdom, I think that's pretty much the yeah. guiding principle. So the answer to that question would be, let let the kids bring it up and get in the Word with them. Use it as a mm-hmm. great opportunity to, to study the Word with your kids. Yeah, don't you be like, hey, it's time. Yeah. It's time. Don't do that. Make, if they understand the call to be baptized, then the Holy Spirit needs to convict them, you know, of it, as opposed to, like, you forcing it. Yeah. Otherwise, they're just doing it for you. That's good, Billy. So how do we... On the ground, Gina's favorite segment of the show, On the Ground. Yeah, we're applying the week's sermon. That's Do you think we could record Gina being like, On the Ground? Oh, there's no way Gina would do that. Oh, all right. But, but, but we'll, we'll, we'll just, On the Ground section, Gina's idea. Yep. How do we apply this week's sermon? Looking right. up. Looking up. You do it. Looking up. Well, I think you need to evaluate your own spiritual vitality. You... You know, you talked about the the virgins and, and waiting for... I got thrown off because when you kept saying virgins on Sunday morning, yeah, I was just waiting for Corey and, and Brian Walker who were sitting with me going, Daddy, what's a what's virgin? A, yeah. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for that big takeaway. But, you know, we were talking about the virgins and how they, you know, they had their own lampstand and their own oil. And I think we need to do some evaluation of... Am I just living my husband or wife's faith or my kid's faith or my mm-hmm. parents' faith? That's good. Looking in. Am I doing all these? Yeah, man. Come on. It's team effort. We are team. Go team. Uh, well, no who I. am I encouraging in there's their no walk? no I in team. No, there is no and I And because there's no I in team, who am I encouraging in my walk? Or in their walk? That doesn't make any sense. Okay. Looking in. How do we apply this looking in? We are going to encourage someone in their walk mm. to maybe do the same thing. David, you know, David made this and, little insert that goes for the hub. 
Maybe yeah. we can throw that up on the website. That kind of goes well with that. I'll link that. We can put that in the link. It's like a little thing of how to encourage people for spiritual growth. But cool. uh, I think it's encouraging one another to, to see where their walk is. Follow Jesus better. Follow Jesus better. Looking out. How can I be more intentional to point my family members to Jesus? I think that a lot of times, because we know that like family conversations, kids, parents, siblings, cousins are awkward, we tend to just be like, well, they know I'm a Christian. You know, they'll figure it out. And I think instead we should be saying, how can I be more intentional to pray for my family, to encourage my family, share with my family, instead of just kind of like assuming because I'm a Christian one day my family's going to have it all click. I think it's easy to be quiet with our family when it comes to sharing. I think family is probably the hardest to share with. It's like the it's like the easiest and the hardest at the same yeah. time. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break, and we're going to look of what's going on. We're going to look in to what's going on at the body of Revolve. What's up, Revolve? That's going to be the new segment. What's up? We haven't quite written the jingle yet. What's You're... up, Revolve? That's a little better. That first one was bad. <laughs> what's up, Revolve? <laughs> Welcome back to Looking In at with What's Up with Revolve. Do can yours. We, can yours we have better. like a jingle? Can we have like a jingle competition? Like people submit like right, a little this. voice recordings. Oh, oh, people submit. How are they going to? That's Oh, you want to have a jingle competition with me? Yeah, like well, let's just do it right now. What's up, Revolve? It's by Menon. Yeah. What's up, Revolve? Woo! Is that yours? I don't know. I'm just All right, that's Billy's. So if you like that, type Billy's jingle in the comments. And what's up with Revolve? Yeah, it's too sultry. Well, you know how I be, Billy. <laughs> Little David and Bathsheba. <laughs> so we're halfway through the hub. How about what's up with Revolve? <laughs> that's actually probably more accurate. What is up with Revolve? What General announcements. Up? Oh, man, we're making some stickers for the 10-year anniversary. Yeah. And Billy uh, asked me to to make them because I'm a graphic designer in my other life. Yep. And all I could come up with were really bad inside jokes. Like, yeah. Revolve Church. Nope, we're not a cult. But yeah. that was an old joke from back in the early days. People were like, what is up with the church that meets in a strip mall? Yep, yep, yep. Yep, I like the other one was Revolve Church. We still meet in a bar. Yep, yeah, that's another good one. Yeah, so, if you have any good ideas like that, you know, stickers, kind of like... Because it's our 10-year anniversary coming up. Coming up, guys. It is coming up, and we're going to celebrate with some stickers. We're also going to celebrate with baptisms, yep. and we're going to celebrate with a beach party, and Gina and I are going to sit down on that day, June 2nd or whatever it is. I think it's June 5th. Okay, the first Sunday in June. And Gina and I are going to retell the entire story of planting Revolve and all the ways that God moved. It should be pretty cool. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that. Do you think yep. we could bring Gina on the podcast that week? Oh, yeah. Oh, she would love that. She, yep, that's why they call her podcast Gina. <laughs> Just, it's Gina's podcast. What's her podcast called? Friends with Gina? Friends with Gina. Friends with Gina. Yep. All right. So what's, what's going on with the hub? What's We're, up with the hub? Um, we're about halfway through. Okay. Um, we've had great feedback so far. First two weeks. We got three weeks left. Today's the third week. Yep. Today we're going to learn about building relationships, how to intentionally build relationships. I think it should be a pretty 
pretty good opportunity. I'm excited about it. You know what? Speaking of, uh, of the hub, we're trying to figure out what we want to do next. Like, cause the hub's going to be over and then we have another book club. And Gene and I have been talking about this idea of what do you guys think about the idea of doing like a family book club or a family course? Like I said, just said to Gina, maybe we should do a family hub where we go, we teach the hub principles, but we do it in a way where you could bring your kids or even drop off your kids. And it would almost be like hub for students or something like that. Let us know what you guys think about that. If you think it's a good idea, or if you have an idea for a book club, um, a, a topic or a book or something, you know, let us know. You know, I've heard a lot people have asked about what is the, uh, the Heiser book. No, that's just your friends. Cause you only always talk about the Heiser book. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's pretty much just, it's I just think, Hannah. I think Hannah's the only one that's asked for that. Um, but I would, Gina wants, wants to do the Heiser book, but I have a feeling that our elder in charge of education would veto that. Yeah. All right. New prayer wheel resource. Oh yeah. Did you guys check that out last week. Oh, we man. got, this is exciting. I'm listening. I'm excited. So we, we put up the video, one hour of prayer, and we have a new downloadable uh, prayer card that goes along with that. If you go to revolvechurchnj.com slash hub, H-U-B, you can find that there. But we shared the video, mm-hmm. the audio video with the uh, with your, your friends from the Middle East. Yeah. And we now have a Arabic version of the one hour prayer. Yes, we do. Which means nothing to those of you in South Jersey. But for our brothers and sisters who we minister to overseas and in far off lands. It's a pretty cool resource. It's a pretty cool resource for them. Yeah. And so, uh, I, you know, by the way, that the hour of prayer video is like our... It's like one of our most watched videos so far, so that's, that's exciting. I've done the I've done it three times since we uh, since you put it up there last week. That's a great resource and a nice humble brag. Well, I didn't do it seven times. You know what I mean? You know, there's three things that uh, I'm gonna ruin that joke. All right, what's going on? There's three things the Lord hates: four he despises, a humble braggart, a prayer wheel that's not used, jokes about David and Bathsheba. And, and no BLTs. And no BLTs. Nobody's dropped off a BLT yet. And I am personally highly offended. That's a reference to an episode from, what, two, three weeks ago? Nobody's brought me any BLTs. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And we're nice going to come bill, back. Billy lettuce and tomato. We're going to come back and look out and see what's going on. What's up with this world? Oh, man. Welcome back. This is Bill and David. We're here for the podcast. Looking out. Looking out. We have some ministry partner updates. Um, the Vances, they found an apartment. Woohoo! Wait, where's the applause button? I think it's B. Nope, not that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I like that one though. Wait, the Vances found an apartment. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the Vances found an apartment. Gotta hold it. Oh, good job, Vances. Happy job. for you guys. Praise the Lord. So they were moving in in a, in a couple weeks. And uh, so, Billy, last week we talked about you went to Greece and you planted a church under the tree. Church split up already. They already split up. Already split up, guys. Actually, we're just saying it's a multiplication because two of them got transferred to Athens. So we're going to tell everybody we planted two churches Boom. in the last month. Um, no, but in all seriousness, we, uh, so two of them did get transferred to Athens and we've just been staying connected on WhatsApp and you can pray for us because, you know, it's, um, we've done trainings on zoom 
now trying to do this training on WhatsApp, it's a little bit different. Just trying to get these guys equipped with the basic skills so they can keep growing. Um, it's got a learning curve. I'm not going to lie. You know, and I, I, I don't want to get discouraged. I just want to kind of roll with it. I think the best thing to do, if there's one thing that David and I have learned over the last few years, it's the best thing you can do is maintain the relationship, keep encouraging people, keep praying for people. And because following Jesus better doesn't happen in one day. Following Jesus better is a lifetime approach. And so just, just maintain that relationship. And what I've been encouraging, Bill, is we got our best man on the job. You're, you're the best man for this, this task of, like, if I was, if someone was to say, I need you to train this guy from North Africa on WhatsApp, and he's living in Greece on how to plan a church. I can tell you what David would say. He would say, I don't want to have this conversation over text. <laughs> That's what David always does to me. Text him, I ask him a question. I'm like, hey, David, how's your day going? I don't want to have this conversation over text. They'd be like, hey, David. Well, well, that's this is Felix. Well, from this the is dwell- different. No, this is different. I don't want to have the text, the conversation with you over text because I want you to buy me lunch, and I want to have the conversation over lunch. Well, I want a free BLT, but we don't get everything we want in life. But no, so you're the best man for the job. I think. Thank you, I'm, David. I'm Appreciate that. that. In all honesty, God has prepared you and Revolve, and has put us in a place where. We are ready to plant a church in Athens by using WhatsApp. And as weird as that oh, sounds, my goodness, there aren't many other pastors I know of that would be able to do that. So praise well, God for we'll what see. He is doing. See what the Lord does. Yeah, uh, we already announced we do have the the prayer wheel in English and in Arabic, but just a new development in the last two minutes. Ba-da-ba-da-ba-ding. It's now going to be in Urdu and Persian. Boom. And that, you know what, I was going to give you guys a little heads up on some things that are on the horizon. One of the reasons we're reducing or we're doing this Revolve Cap Redux is because David and I have been working on some stuff in the pipeline, some other discipleship podcast, website, resourcing type stuff. And it looks like there's a strong chance that um, as these things unfold in the coming months, that they could be in Arabic, Urdu, Persian, and English. That's exciting. Yeah, and maybe we'll get some Spanish speakers to translate for us as well. Yeah. I, I habla muy español. Muy bien. Yes. Is that when you do it? When you, everything has to be like this. <laughs> Voy a fumar en la biblioteca. So we have some mission opportunities coming up on May 22nd. We are going to be going yes. prayer walking. Yep. And that is exactly as it sounds. You're walking and praying. Walking and praying. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. It's nothing to be scared about. I will say it's it's it is it can be awkward. It can be uncomfortable, but it's just walking and praying. Yeah, don't be too scared about it. Mm-mm. Just show up. We're not going to force you to do anything you don't want to do. We're going to walk around the community. We're going to pray. You might get some opportunities to share with somebody, or you might just pray for the community. And so don't be afraid. All righty. Yeah, and you'll go with someone who's done it before. Yeah, myself or Bill or the Windles, the Windles, Eric Brader, Mr. Wendell um, from the Arrested Development album. Yeah, Hannah will probably come. Yeah, but uh, just talk about spiritual realm. Yeah, yeah. No, don't talk about the spiritual realm when you're on the streets. No, don't do that. It's awkward. What you want to do is you want to talk about your testimony. Your testimony. What's God done in your life? What can I pray for you about? Maybe share like a story from like parable of prodigal son or something like that. Yeah, it's really fun. And at the very least, like Bill said, you're just out praying for your community, and that's that's a really good thing to do. So we wrap this thing up, David. Call to action. 
Oh, man. So the goal for this podcast was we were going to try to get it down to 15 minutes. Well, you kept talking. And we were at 30. So we oh, were my gosh. It's unbelievable. Well, you wouldn't stop talking. I kept trying to wrap it up. All right, wrap it up. Call to action. Up. Read, Levitic- read Leviticus 25 and Luke 4. Getting ready for the sermon. In. Get ready for the 10th anniversary party. Get your party pants. What are you going to get? You're going to get some special party pants? I'm getting pants. I'm going to be like sequins with like number 10s on them. I'm going to get like plaid pants, like from my my grandpa's thrift store pants. My Your grandfather's a thrift store? I wear my grandpa's clothes. So I'm probably going to wear black pants and a gray t-shirt. Yeah, I'm going to have shorts on and a black t-shirt. And then try the new prayer wheel. Go to revolvechurchnj.com slash hub, and we have the new prayer wheel up there. Yeah. And in two weeks, on the 22nd, come prayer walking. That's your out. Alrighty. Read Leviticus 25, Luke 4. Get ready for the anniversary. Do the prayer wheel. Come prayer walking. This is Bill and David signing off.